We are talking about Hockey Canada, the organization that calls itself the custodians of the game, has had one journalist at the National Post calling it a remarkable fall from grace. No kidding. Canadian Tire, Tim Hortons, other sponsors have been pulling out funding. Provincial hockey organizations, including the one in Quebec, uh, also Nova Scotia, have voiced concerns. They've pulled their ties with the Federation, saying that they don't have the confidence in it being able to fix itself. Let's welcome our guest, Taylor McKee, an assistant professor of sports management at Brock University. Hello, Taylor. Thanks so much for having me. All right, Taylor, with uh, all this fallout for an organization, normally we would see the execs resign, right? But that's not happening in this case. How do you think that's sitting with folks? Well, I think that throughout this entire process, certainly stretching back into the summer, it seemed as though we had reached a point where change was inevitable, uh, drastic, drastic change, not just one or two positions, but the entire makeup of Hockey Canada seemed inevitable. And yet at every turn, uh, Hockey Canada seemed to be digging in its heels. Now, yesterday, uh, Andrew Skinner tendering her resignation, I think that that was something that uh, was a long time coming in some respects, even though she's fairly new to the position. But this is probably not the end of the, the changes that are that are needed and the changes that are going to come. And And certainly we've reached a point now where in the summer, we were wondering, how is Hockey Canada going to make it through this this mess? How is Hockey Canada going to do X and Y? And now we've sort of reached a point where the questions are more like, should Hockey Canada continue to exist? And, and if it does, what would it look like? Yeah, and, and what are your thoughts on that? Should Hockey Canada continue to exist? I think Hockey Canada, as we presently understand it, probably should not. And, and that this is not the only way that this scandal could have played out. I mean, at many different stages throughout the summer, they could have made changes to the board. They could have made changes to the way that they've, they were administering the investigations to the scandal. But this recalcitrant attitude that says, you know, we know best and we're going to do this ourselves has really led them into hot water. And at many different steps, they've had opportunities to come completely clean, certainly when they were speaking to the Canadian Standing Committee on, on, on Heritage that they earlier this summer, they could have been completely transparent. And at times they said they were being completely transparent, but then we find, you know, a second slush fund and, and many other things that are still still filtering out. So I think that basically we've reached a point where we need to see a new type of organization here. We need to see a new type of, of leadership, certainly. And, and whether or not it's still called Hockey Canada or not, that's not really the important part. The important thing is that we see new faces at the very, very, very top. Yeah, and you get the sense also that with Andrea Skinner's resignation, um, was, was that even a sincere one done for the right reasons when very recently she said that, uh, in fact, the that uh, Smith should have gotten an A for his handling of the scandals, a letter grade of A. How? How could she possibly even say that? <laughs> that that's quite a grading curve if you're going to give uh, right. Smith an A for his performance. Absolutely. It's an excellent question. And and even in the language used by Skinner yesterday in her resignation, where she basically says, look, this is no longer worth my time. Even at that moment, where an opportunity to say, look, you know what, it's best if I step away. You, there's an opportunity there to take accountability. And this is something we've seen this entire time is a lack and an absolute refusal, almost an allergic quality to, to taking responsibility here. I mean, this, this, at every step we've seen hockey can to say things like, you know, we're being unfairly scapegoated. You know, this is unfair to us. Um, you know, we're not the only sport with problems. And I think what Canadians really want to hear is accountability and leadership, which says, you know, 
we want things to be we want to be held to the highest standards we want you know the the toughest measures we want to make sure that we have where we're leaders in this space not necessarily you know well you know we think we did a pretty good job and even yesterday in her resignation letter there was a sense of you know this is no longer worth my time well that's not really exactly what canadians want to hear so it does speak to the fact that maybe they're still not hearing the messages being sent by canadians Yeah, well, she said, upon reflection, it's clear to me from recent events that it no longer makes sense for me to continue to volunteer my time. Really sounds like skirting responsibility there. Absolutely. And there's there's a bit of passive aggression there as well, where she's saying, like, look, I'm not getting paid. Here's what she's also saying. Exactly. You know, you're you're supposed to be a culture setter. You're supposed to be a leader. That's not really what Canadians want to hear. Yeah. What do you think it would take if Hockey Canada were was to stay? If the executive leadership was to remain as it is? If we weren't going to be able to get a full sea change there? What would you think that Canadians would need to hear from uh, Scott Smith at that at this point? Honesty and transparency. These are the words that we've heard a million times this summer. But to be honest, Canadians understand what that looks like when they hear it. And at any, st- at any stage during this process, it would have been nice to hear someone say, we ha- will do better because we have screwed up mightily, mightily, mightily. And maybe a step, maybe, and, and again, even the way that the sort of you were asking here, I'm not, I just can't really even foresee that occurring. But let's say it, it did. It would be because Hockey Canada came to a point in which they said, you know, please, please, please forgive us, Canada. We promise we're going to move forward uh, with these specific steps. But even then, I mean, I don't know how many Canadians could really take seriously anything that the current leadership of Hockey Canada tells them right now. And I think Canadians are right to be to be very, very, very skeptical of anything they're hearing from from Hockey Canada brass. And some people tell me, including some parents of uh, minors that are playing, they tell me that it is so deep the uh, corruption, the lies, the lack of transparency, the sense of foreboding retaliation if you step out of line with Hockey Canada in any way whatsoever, that parents have sent me emails um, saying, please don't publish my name, don't mention my name on air, here's my experience. And you know what I've heard resoundingly from them is that it can't change Hockey Canada can't change, even if they change everybody at the top. It's just too pervasive, that kind of mentality, the toxicity throughout the entire organization. Would you, do you believe that that, that is, is the case? I mean, I, I certainly Hockey Canada has put themselves in a position now where the demonstration of their, their inadequacy you know, throughout this entire scandal and certainly stemming back decades, if you watch the way that Hockey Canada sort of has been administering many different things, they have been acting like an organization that <clears throat> is, is far beyond reproach. They have, they're without any sort of sense of competition or accountability to anybody. Now, at the ground level, I mean, there are, there are obvious problems in, 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 in hockey, certainly. There's hockey problems that uh, aren't even unique to hockey. There's, just a, uh, there's definitely a toxicity problem that exists in sport, period. However, we are all so well aware of all the scandal and, all of the, and also all of the barriers to, to playing hockey itself that problems on the ground level like this can now become demonstrations of larger institutional problems as well. And if you don't have faith that at the very top, the institution itself is, is guided by the right people or guided by the right things, then a lot of these things can all start to mix together. And again, this is where it comes down to credibility. And 
does Hockey Canada have any credibility among the Canadian public right now? I would suggest obviously no. And what that would take to regain that credibility and even regain the credibility from, from people that you just were mentioning here who have had horrible experiences with grassroots hockey. I mean, it would take such a long period right now of, of continued trust building in order to get that credibility back. And it's a very, very, very difficult process to imagine right now. Okay, so there's no faith for the top. I wonder what can be done to change the culture from uh, other sides, from the bottom, from other angles. What what would that take? Kids still want to play hockey, and this is still our national sport. <laughs> Absolutely, right? And that's something that we said you know, re- repeatedly throughout this entire uh, situation, which is that Hockey Canada, as you mentioned, you, you labeled them the custodians. That's a perfect way to describe them. They're supposed to be taking care of this game, but they don't own it. Right. Canadians own this game. Number one, that first and foremost, we all own this game equally and we'll be playing this game long after Hockey Canada is dissolved. Right. And that's something that I think that Hockey Canada, again, has overplayed their hand at the grassroots level. And depending on what region in Canada you're a part of, some things are going really well in some regions. Some things are going not so great in other regions. Um, it sort of speaks again to why there's provincial animus of, uh, with relationships to Hockey Canada, because some feel like they've been abandoned by Hockey Canada uh, for many years anyway. So certainly there is a level of, of discontent present among you know various regions. If we were to try and fix things at the ground level, again, Hockey Canada or whatever Hockey Canada looks like in the coming days, we'll have to really redouble its efforts to make sure that each and every regional body is able to administer hockey safely, is able to make sure that the people administering hockey are, are the right people to be doing that, and that the organizations have everything they need to, to make sure that people can play the game affordably, which is definitely one of the largest barriers to playing hockey in general. Yeah, such a good point, Taylor. Thank you so much for that. Thanks so much for having me.